Hello and welcome to The Unbroken Ground. This is Paul speaking. This is season two, episode two, and uh, it's going to be called Flippin' Tables. Uh, it's, we're going to be talking about why Jesus flipped the tables at the temple. I'll give that a little bit of a, a basic uh, overview, but also then what does that mean for us today? And how does that relate to having the, the mind of God? And really, uh, thinking like God last week really... Uh, actually ask the question of how do we have the heart of God? And, and, and as we seek that, what does that mean? And so this kind of a continuation here, um, but more so just continuing to see what is it God asks of us this year? What is it that God's asking for us as followers, as, as those who love him? Um, and so we're just going to continue to investigate that this year um, as we do um, this podcast. Uh, uh, that's kind of the direction that I feel like we're headed. That's what God's been kind of putting in my heart. And so I hope that you find that blessed, uh, find that to be a blessing as well. A couple of things here. Uh, we, uh, you can still always get in touch with us if you have thoughts or comments uh, about the unbroken ground. You can do that at theunbrokenground at gmail.com. You can also uh, find us on Facebook, Facebook forward, forward, splat, ugh, Facebook forward slash the unbroken ground. Um, and uh, I am, I've actually been off of uh, social media for uh, a, a while now. Haven't been doing that on my phone. So I've just been, you know, whenever I need to upload stuff, uh, just kind of using it once a day, uh, which has been better for my uh, probably mental health and sanity. So I'm going to continue along that line, but I do have uh, Instagram uh, set up for them booking around, though I have not posted there for quite some time. Uh, you can still always send us a message there and I will get it eventually. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's another way you can connect with us, but email, Facebook page. Um, and in if you like the, uh, the podcast, uh, I also write a blog for Pathios. So Bathios.com, go to Evangelical as a Belief, and then go to All Authors and find The Unbroken Ground. Really just Unbroken Ground. It's alphabetical as you look at all the authors. Uh, and you can read any uh, of the articles, or if you want direct links, you can go to the Facebook page, and that will give you a link every time to our podcast and also to any articles I write. All right. Hey, well, we're going to flip some tables, so let's jump in to that right now. So let's flip some tables then, shall we? So today, um, for this podcast, I actually just want to look at the idea of why Jesus decides, um, or, or kind of what the meaning is behind why Jesus goes to the temple. Uh, he flips the tables, as that's probably a famous thing that people know, um, and what it is and what it isn't. Uh, and and just to, to throw off uh, and include some thoughts that... Uh, go with, um, what last week's, uh, the idea of like thinking like God, um, this, this is kind of a direct kind of just been in my, my brain, just thinking through this has been what I've been thinking about. And so, uh, it's kind of connected to that. So if you didn't listen to that one, um, you know, you want to, you want to check that one out, uh, for sure. Um, but it, it is the idea that as we uh, move to a new year, as we move into an election year, as we move into um, what what possibly is for for our generations. Um, so let's you know let's not say this is the uh, some of one of the 
more divided times of the world. Um, that's just our, that's our feeling because we're living through this right now. And so is it more divided than it's ever been? Is it worse than it's ever been? Um, for us? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if you've only been on this earth for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, yeah. Um, this is the worst that it's been. I wouldn't necessarily say that this is the worst, the world, the shape that the world has ever been if it's not, or that it hasn't been in darker places or darker times. Cause I, I feel like probably in history it has, but we don't have that reference. And a lot of times we only think about things through uh, what we're experiencing. So um, what, what does that mean for how we live? Uh, and, and last week, just, uh, just to give you a summary in case you didn't listen to it and you're not going to go back and listen to it, shame on you for not going back and listen to it. But just be, in case you don't, um, the idea is to think like God, which is, is for me, one of the things, the main things to do is to, to look at how God loves all people and then determine in our hearts what that looks like, how what we do, how we treat. And specifically, I talked about immigrants. I'm going to talk a little bit about that again today because I think that um, that's just a perfect example of what why Jesus flipped the tables. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to jump into that. So so Jesus is one of the the episodes of um, Jesus's life that people I think are at least somewhat familiar with is this idea that Jesus ran into the temple and he, and he, uh, very angrily threw tables over and he grabbed, uh, a, a cords and made a whip and he drove the money changers out. Um, and, um, some people use that in the loosest sense to be like, yeah, even Jesus got mad. So if Jesus gets mad, I'm going to get mad from time to time. Uh, and, and, um, I do think that there is, let's just a caveat. So this is, we'll, we'll start with what it's not. Um, and that way we can jump into what it is. Like this is like Jesus being mad, um, and having this kind of bit, bit of, um, passion and, and almost rage to uh, anger to, to come in and drive the money changers out of the, the temple court um, is not a, an exchange or, or a, an excuse for those uh, people who have tempers or who, who are angry, um, who want to use that. This, that's not what that is. It's not, and it's not like you, you should never be like, well, Jesus got mad. I can get mad too. Um, there's a place for righteous anger. anger. There's a place for where, where injustice, you see injustice, you see um, a miscarriage of justice. You see people being mistreated. Uh, you see people being exchanging um, basically the truth of um, following God um, for uh, a system uh, that, that, yeah, you might there might be a, a fire or a passion or anger that erupts in your heart that that's holy. That's actually spiritual. Um, but, but if you are just like, yeah, I'm, I'm bothered by this thing that annoys me in my life. Um, that's, that's not what this is. Jesus, Jesus wasn't, um, going, Oh man, this, this bugs me. I guess I'm gonna, gonna drive him out of there. Cause I'm a little annoyed. Um, this, I don't like this. It, it, it was a, it was a very, uh, deep seated place of, um, holy um, passion for his house, and and where it, where it stems from, I believe. Um, so in Matthew chapter twenty one, where he goes to and he when he kind of does this and he he over, he throws the tables over, um, and then he quotes Jeremiah seven eleven. He says, "You know, you have made my house of a robber. Uh, you've made my house." a den of robbers. Um, and so if you, and so if you go back and actually read Jeremiah seven, um, there, there actually is this idea that what Jesus is really 
angry about is that that the the Jews at this time, the religious leaders, had replaced knowing God and loving people um, with a series of religious acts or institutions um, that they then got rich off of. Um, they it became more about people became basically sources of money um, rather than this idea that the temple was this connection with God. I mean, it was there too, but they, but it became a source of income for the religious leader and they, and they would um, almost trap or um, basically drive up the prices for um, sacrifices because people had to make these sacrifices because these were the things that connected them that, 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 at that time was how they got right with God. Um, so they had to, to make these sacrifices. So they provided this service, um, maybe a little bit like Ticketmaster Masters <laughs> provides concert service, like, hey, here's a ticket and here's uh, $500 in fees. Um, thanks for going to the concert. Uh, and, and the artist sees nothing of that. So a little bit like that, um, that you've got this going on is that the, that the, the priest and the um, religious authorities are using this as very much a, a money-making adventure. Uh, that it is not um, solely just serving people. Uh, it may have even started that, but 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 Jesus is watching, and and I think it's a common theme um, because because I, I think if you go back to what Jesus says when Jesus when Jesus talks about the Ten Commandments or, or the greatest commandments, when Jesus at, is asked that question and he puts that back on the 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 expert of the law, what does the expert of the law say? It says, well, the, the greatest commandment is this. It's, it's to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And the, and the second one is um, to love your, your neighbor as you would love yourself. And, and I love that because I think that is why when Jesus comes to tell us, um, tell the people that his yoke is light, um, is, is because what Jesus is saying uh, and what the expert of the law confirms, that the greatest thing you can do is become obsessive about your relationship, about your love for God. So love God with everything you have. That's, that's, that becomes your obsession. Am I loving God with all that I have? Um, and, and then secondly, are you obsessive about loving your fellow neighbor, your man, your, your fellow man, your, your people that you're around, everybody that you meet, because then that's the question that, that the expert asks, right? Not wanting to, to look like they who, who is my neighbor? Um, and the answer is anyone and everyone. And, and that we are called to be obsessive about loving them. And that, that if, we, if we get so obsessed with loving God with everything we have and loving our neighbors with everything we have, we actually will fulfill the law because we will be doing the things that the law is set up to, for us to do, but we'll do them without having to um, check a box or, or, or go back and check a, a list of rules to see if we've, if we've done the things that God's wanting us to do. It says that, it, that if you really genuinely become, if you really genuinely are obsessively chasing after God's heart, if you're genuinely chasing with your life how to love your neighbor, then you'll fulfill the law. And, and so Jesus comes on the scene and he tells the, the disciples, he tells his followers, take up my yoke because it is light. Because in, in the other system, uh, the, the, the systems that are going on at that time, rabbis and whatnot, um, it was very much about making sure that you followed all the right rules. And, and if you didn't follow the right rules um, and you had to keep a checklist of them, and there were um, hundreds 
and 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 even up to the point of how much of uh, mint and dill, these little small spices, should you tithe, and and that was the most important thing. And and we can see this because what what we see is this in the story of. Um, why Jesus, why this just drives Jesus crazy, why this why this holy passion rises up in him is because you can see this in the um, in the stories that happen. and uh, in, in John, uh, the book of John, Jesus heals a blind man on the Sabbath. And the religious leaders, you know, stop and think for a moment. but here's the religious leaders could not accept the miracle of the the blind man receiving sight. Because it broke a religious rule. They couldn't accept the miracle of the blind man receiving sight because it had broken a rule. And you can't, and in their system, you can't break a rule and be righteous. And yet Jesus is saying, come on, the, 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 the point of the law is to love people. And what's more loving than healing somebody, even if you do it on the Sabbath? Uh, and, 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 and the religious leaders couldn't get that. They loved the rules more than they loved their fellow men. They couldn't rejoice that a man who had been born blind was now able to see. And that's, that's I mean, that is, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's hard to think about. Um, but, but here, let me, but and so that's that's why it's hard to think about because it's hard to put ourselves in those shoes because it's like yeah if somebody was blind and they they were they suddenly could see we would rejoice with them wouldn't we okay but but what if they broke broke your law your favorite commandment or sin what if they like what if they involved that like what if they um they they uh got uh, crazy and you didn't like it you didn't like the way they did it like suddenly you, you begin to push back like, oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, uh, they healed the blind man, but I don't know. They, they, they get pretty crazy. They, t- they get, they're kind of liberal about stuff or they're kind of conservative about stuff. I don't know. I don't know if they, if they really know God. And, and, and the blind man's like, look, I, all I know is that I was blind and now I see. You ask me who did this and what I think about him. I was blind, but now I see. I don't know anything else. My testimony is that I, I was blind and I couldn't see since I was born, and now I can. So you ask me if this man is a prophet, and my answer is yes, because I was blind, but now I see. And, and the religious authorities were so angry. They, they kicked him out of the church. They, um, they, they uh, didn't want him to speak. And they didn't want to hear him speak. And I think that's where you get the sense of, like, that's when you get you get what Jesus was seeing, which is that, that you had people who had fallen so much in love with the system, who were, who were so obsessed about the system that they missed the point behind the system, which was to love God and to love others. The law was put in place and, and perfectly, if we could follow it perfectly, would be so that we could love God and love others. And so that, that's the purpose of the law. And so Jesus says, well, what's the greatest commandment? Loving God. What's the second? Loving others. And yet here you even see in this story with this blind man the, that, that because Jesus had violated a Sabbath rule by healing this man on the Sabbath, doing work, um, or having the man carry his mat, then then he couldn't be from God. 
and and that's what the religious rulers and authorities had confirmed and had 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 decided. This man can't be from God because he broke a Sabbath rule when he healed, and and because they loved their laws more than they loved God. Like the, the, they, and I think to to be fair to them, I think that they thought that that's what they that's the way they had to be. That's the way that they had been taught. That's the way they continued to to operate. Like if you if you love God, then you will follow all these rules, which is is still still true. Like God God loves us, but God loves us to make us into to to be to be better people. Like God loves us, but He wants us to be more like Jesus. Like God God loves you just the way you are. You can't do anything to make God love you less, and you can't do anything to make God love you more. But God loves us and has created us for a purpose, and so that when we receive salvation, then we are called to live uh, out a certain way. So yes, it is true that we will follow God's commands, but we do that with the understanding that the, the basis of how we follow God is, A, we obsessively, we... we um, Everything we have is put into loving God, and secondly, we love we love our neighbors, and and I think that um, any time that um, you will allow uh, when this world, when history, we can look back at history, but look at the world. Any time we allow the world to make any human less than worthwhile, less than worth loving then we've gone wrong, that we've stepped off, we haven't done, and, and, and Jesus, I think, would come in and flip some tables about that. Uh, and he would say, you care more about your rules, you care more, and so this is where, like, today, how does, that, how does that look? Like, you care more about your political agendas than you do about the people. Like, you, I mean, let's just take people like refugees, um, immigrants, people that are, that are coming to the United States. You can say, and this is where I think the difference is. You can say that the immigration system is broken, that there is a problem with the system that we have for Im- immigration. Great. But when you make the immigrants the problem, it's not the system of immigration, it's the immigrants, it's those people. And, and, then, uh, and then you move on up to another step where you say, and it's not only those people, but those people are bad. Those people don't don't deserve um, our love, our our care. Um, they don't, and we can't afford it anyway, right? Like we we would like to fix the problem, but but where would we find this money? When when we make people less than human, and we make them a political cause, or we make them a political scapegoat, um, then we are. We are going into dangerous, bad territory, and and we've and historically we've humans do it. Um, you know, the Nazis were the Jews, the the in America with slavery, uh, in World War II with with the Japanese, those or or those who had Japanese heritage, even just Asian heritage. Um, we made we were we allowed ourselves, um, in just a, a, a general us. Um, to buy into the idea that those people were less, that they didn't deserve, that they, they didn't require the same kind of equal loving treatment um, that, uh, that humans, our brothers and sisters, our neighbors. We, we, you know, when Jesus, when the law, lawyer asked, who is my neighbor? Um, we asked that question and I think we, we answer it incorrectly. We say, oh, just the people who are like me. 
and and we we become desensitized um, when we allow for political agendas for um, just the fact that the budgets and politicians and all that kind of stuff often will scapegoat those groups of people who can't really defend themselves, who maybe they don't have a defense. I, I mean, like, you know, um, but, but who also are so loved by God that, that they are the apple of his eye, that they are, they are your neighbor. And, and when you allow for um, anything, whether it's a religious law or religious institution, or whether it's it's a political discourse, for you to for you to set aside your love for anybody, for your fellow men, and the way that you treat them, when you allow that to set it aside, when you when you would even if even if by um, instead of omission, instead of directly doing that, but just, but doing the the sin of omission, you know, like I could try to do something, I could reach out to them, I could do something different, but you don't, like that is a serious problem. First John 4.20 says this. It says this. It says, anybody who says that they love God, but they hate their brothers is a liar. It, 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 and, and that's the crux of, of the issue, is that, that Jesus comes to the temple and he sees all of these money changers who are, are providing a service. Um, you know, people are traveling from all over the world, um, the known world at that time, to to give sacrifice during the, the temple sanctuary, at the sanctuary for the holidays, the, the Passover holiday, those things. They, they This allows them not to have to travel with their animals, but it is a, um, it's a racket. It, it is, it's taking people's money, it's making money, and, and sometimes probably exorbitant amounts, like high high markup, to say the least, so that people can have this connection with God. It's caring more about the rules and the money than it is about the people. And and Jesus flips the tables because he's like, that's that's not how it's supposed to be. And this is not a new problem for the for the Jews. Like this because if you go back to Jeremiah seven and eleven uh, if you read the whole chapter of seven, what you see is, is you have this whole discussion with about how do we, how do we bring, how do we please God? And God says, I want you to obey. I want you to follow. I want you to, your actions to match your, your, what you do with other people to match your religious devotion. And, and Jeremiah uses this example, um, that they, they would say, this is the temple is the Lord's, the temple is the Lord's, the temple is the Lord's. And if you say things three times and he really means like, ultimately. And the idea was like, well, this is God's temple. Um, as long as we have that, we can do whatever we want because God is going to protect his temple. So God wouldn't allow his temple to fall. Even if we don't, um, behave perfectly or well, um, God's still going to protect his temple. And, um, God was like, I, I won't, um, this, this, I, what I want from you, what I want from you is obedience. What I want for you is to look for you to love me with your whole heart, for you to love your neighbor as yourself. That's what I want. I don't want sacrifices. And he's like, you can bring all the sacrifices that you want. If, if, if you're bringing sacrifice, but you don't love your brothers, I'm, I'm not going to accept that sacrifice. If, if you bring all, if you, if you do every, if you do every checkbox, but you don't love God and love others, then, then you're missing the point. And, and that's, that's why Jesus, so Jesus comes and he says, you've, you've made this, 
you've missed the point. And, and not only did you miss the point, but you were leading others astray. And, and I think that, that is, you know, one of those places where Jesus, that's why Jesus flips the table. That's why he drives them out. It's like you, you, you were leading the people who are like sheep without a shepherd. You're leading them astray. You, you, you don't love them. You love their money. You don't, you don't love you don't love God. You love the rules. You love following the rules and, and you're good at it. And, and so you can hold that over other people. And so you don't have to love other people because they don't love like you do. You're, you, you far surpass them. But Jesus basically, I mean, John, first John, it comes back to that. It's just like, if you say you love God and you show that by being the, the most religiously observant person you could be, you, you can follow every one of the 10 commandments. You could follow every dot and, and uh, stroke of the Levitical law. And you could say, I love God. I show it because I follow all of these rules. I show it because I, I, I do all the right things. But if you don't love people, if you don't love your neighbor, if you don't love your brother, who, by the way, is everyone, your brother or sister, if you don't love them the way God loves them, then you're a liar. Because you can't love God. You can't truly you can't truly fall in love with God. You can't fully you can't fully say that you're obsessed with who God is without catching the vision of who of God's heart and love for all people. And and so if you say I love God, but I hate some people, then then you haven't fully caught on to what God's about. Um, and and there's parts of you that don't love God. Uh, I, like there's parts of you that you haven't surrendered and said, God, I love you, so you can have all of me. Uh, you you aren't you haven't been obsessive enough about this. You haven't said, God, I love you with all my heart, strength, mind, and soul, because you can't say that and then turn around and say, but I do have some people on the list that I just don't like, that I don't care for, that I that I don't have a heart for, um, God, that I don't have your heart for, and and so you can't do that. the The Bible makes it very clear that. We are to love God and love people. And, um, and it's simple. And yet it's so hard. Like, like Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary, you are tired of trying to follow every rule, of trying to make sure that you get every religious ceremony just right and that you um, have all the right uh, things that you do with your house and your home and your clothing, and you and you check all the boxes. And and. And if you follow all and say all the right things and you, and you believe all the right things and you have the right teachers, then, then you can, then maybe you can know God. And Jesus says, oh, I'm, my, my teaching is light. It's easy. It's rest. He says, you don't have to check all the boxes. Let me, let me give you the, the, like the cheat code. It's like the cheat code is this. If, if you love God with everything that you have, and then you love everybody as yourself, everybody, your neighbors, then, then you will uh, fulfill all those requirements of the law and the prophets. And, and he says, that's why it's so easy to follow me. I just really ask that you just, you, but it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to love people. And, and it's hard, um, and it's hard to get past. Um, we allow ourselves to get caught up in things like politics. Um, 
parties, partisan politics, where uh, the the and 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 to be honest, I, I don't really care um, whether you are Republican or Democratic. There's there's problems that we need to to solve, but we won't because we see the benefit um, of keeping them problems. Because if if we really like, I mean. Here's here's the crazy thing. There there are crazy amounts of money that will be raised in this next year for a presidential election. Crazy amounts of money, money that 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 I can't even fathom. So there's money out there that's just going to be used for somebody to run for president, and then and then that money that will just be an ad, will just be a a, a, a staffer. Um, and 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 a half of that or more, depending on how much people are raising, will go to somebody who won't even win. One person will lose. You can't tell me that that money like that isn't isn't out there and could be re reappropriated and used in other places. But that that doesn't serve the the ends that the people want it to. Um. And so if we get caught up in that, if we allow ourselves to get caught up in that, whether it's, again, politics or religious institutions or, or anything like that, then we are missing out on what God's doing most of the time. Because God is saying, hey, love me with everything you have and love, love others like you love yourself. And, and so we, we must, we must be careful. We must live carefully. We must work out our salvation with fear and trembling, as Paul says. We must, like little children, figure out how it is we should live. Because we want to live the way that God wants us to live. And, and here's the deal. Um, I think it is important. This is this next year. There's going to be political things that go on. There's going to be upheaval and there's going to be um, strife and there's going to be hand wringing and there's going to be wonder about um, who and what and where and how things are all going to work out. Um, and and I think that um, my my encouragement or my um, my thoughts on what how I want to move forward is is I want to figure out how to love God more. And then how to love others, and and I sp- I specifically want to figure out how to love those people that that society, that politics, that our country has labeled as other, um, has labeled as because because we can't allow ourselves to do that. Um, we can't allow ourselves to fall into the same patterns of saying, oh well, you know. Those people aren't worth caring for. Those people aren't worth loving. Those people um, are less than people. Um, we have a history of doing it. And, and I think as Christians, um, we should be very much aware of that history. And I think we should be very much working against that. Um, and so any rhetoric, any, any laws, any um, grandstanding that, that politicians do, that, that really is is about um, that 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 does that's very unloving to, towards people towards whether it be immigrants or people who are um, 
in poverty or, or people who just don't make the same, the, the life choices we want them to make. Um, we must be the champions to fight for them. We must love them and see them the way God does. But here's, here's the good news. Here's, here's what I think is, is something to remember. Um, as, we, as we face an election year, as, a, as politics will be a big problem or, or big, at least a big topic for a lot of people as, as we move forward, um, is that no matter who gets elected, governor, mayor, president, senator, house representative, God is, God is in control. God is moving. God is at work. Um, and so, so if your candidate, whoever you vote for, or whoever you think should be the right candidate, and they get elected, yes, God is God is moving. God is in the middle of that. And and if it's the other candidate, the one you don't like, who you don't think should be elected, guess what? God is moving. He is in the middle. He's doing. He's at work. And so it's our job to just kind of figure out how do I join in with what God's doing. Um, and, and I think on a local level, especially like, what is it that God's calling you wherever you're at to be involved in, to, to, to love people more, to find the, the, the people that, um, society, our, our politics, our culture has turned away or said they're less than or not worthy of our love. And, and how do we figure out how to love them? How do we love them more? How do we, how do we uh, make that a priority? How do we become obsessive about loving God and loving others? Loving others, especially those that seem the most unlovable. How do we do that? And I think that's more an important question than who's going to win an election, who's going to, what politics are going to play out, or what policies are going to be brought forward. Because I believe that God is still at work. I don't, I don't have to believe it. I know that, that while there is daylight, this is what Jesus told his disciples, while there is daylight, there is still work. And there's daylight, my friends. We are still in a time where God is moving and he's at work. So where do you fit in? That's the question this week. Um, you don't have to go flip some tables. Um, I, I, I don't know that... Um, I mean, maybe you do, and maybe you're in a place where you need to speak up and say, hey, we're caring more about policies and politics and, than we are about people, and we can't do that. And, and the things that we say are harmful, the things that we do are harmful to these people, even if they're good for our politics, even if they're good for our party, even if they're good for um, what we want, what we like to stay in power. Um, to, to, to exercise our authority. And, and even if they're good for those things, we, we need, you need to, to say, God, how can I speak out? How can I show, how can I, um, bring your truth, your love to those around me? And, and, and then just see what God, what what is it you want me to do? Um, flip some tables, you know, and in righteous passion for the other. Um, for people who we uh, have written off, for people who have been determined not worth loving. Um, that's a challenge. That's, that's, if you want to join Jesus, you want to think like God, you want to flip some tables, that's where he is. Uh, that's, that's why he does that. You know, Jeremiah 7, 11, read, check, check that out. It says, you've made my house, this house of prayer, you've made it into a den of robbers. May that not be said about our churches, our small groups, our hearts. But instead, may we hear, well done, good and faithful servant. May we, may we this week think through, and the rest of our lives, 
God, how how can I be more obsessive about loving you? How can I be more obsessive about loving your creation, your um, children, your my brothers and sisters, my fellow people? How can I be about that unless about the rules and the policies and the politics that seem so important to to get involved and, and support or, or, or fight against? How do I do that with my life? So that's my prayer for you guys. I hope that um, you guys would join in that, think through that. How, what is it God's calling you to do? Speak out against, speak out for. Where is he, where is he calling you to serve and be a part of uh, ministering to people? Where is he saying in your heart, you don't love me you like you should? We all have those places. Fully submitted, fully committed. God, show me where I can love you more. And then you're not loving people like you should. Okay, God, show me how to love people. So I pray for you guys um, that you would uh, see that this week and and into the following months of this year. Make it a way, make it a call, uh, make it a battle call, make it a battle cry, make it a, a cry of your heart. God, how do I love you more? How do I love people more? Hope that uh, your week goes well. Hope that you have uh, a, a God reveals to you and shows you and you even have those experiences of where you can do that, even starting just this week. Um, be blessed, my friends. And I look forward to speaking with you again next week.